Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for our sixth annual off-season roundtables, bringing back a return guest, my friend Walter Cherapinski of WalterFootball.com. Really looking forward to talking to him about this because he keeps a close eye on the entire NFL, and he's kept a pretty close eye on the Jets because, as you know, he comes on the show every week during the season, and he does a pick in the Jets game every week so he explains why he takes the Jets or goes against the Jets each week so he's got an eye on that but because he's a gambler he has a very close eye on every team and so he'll bring a different perspective here than somebody who's just inside the Jets bubble Walter thanks so much for coming back on the show brother thanks so much for having me on I can't wait to break down the Jets offseason because I think they're a very interesting team uh, heading into 2023 so yeah I'm excited to get into this I agree I think the Jets have a path to become a playoff team and possibly more but they're going to have to make a lot of the right decisions in order to do that though you have to take stock of where they are right now Robert Sala and the Jets lost their last six games they were seven and four and then they sputtered what are your thoughts on Robert Sala right now? Do you think that he's the right guy going forward? Should he be on the hot seat going into year number three? What do you think of the overall job he's done so far through two seasons? Well, I think Sala, I think he's done a, a fine job. Uh, the Jets were in contention earlier this year, and they had a lot of injuries. So uh, you can not it's hard to blame him for that. Uh, and I, I'd say for the most part, the defense uh, has held up well. Uh, there were some exception, exceptions like the Seattle game. Uh, they, they couldn't stop Seattle for some reason. But um, other than that, uh, for the most part, um, Sala's defense has been very good, actually great at times. Um, so th- I think they need to find uh, someone to to run the offense, not just quarterback for off, but offensive coordinator. Uh, Michael Floor is gone, so uh, they need to bring in a, a you know a seasoned uh, offensive coordinator who can get the job done. And then 
you know, the the hard part is finding a quarterback. And, um, you know, there are, there are some options uh, we'll get into. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do. What do you think of what happened with Zach Wilson so far? First of all, do you think it's a foregone conclusion that he's just never going to put it together? Do you think that the Jets should stick with him? Maybe not as the starter this coming year, but as somebody that they could redevelop with somebody new. Do you think that Wilson just wasn't as good as the scouts and the front offices thought he was? Do you think it was a lack of proper development? What's your overall thought process here in terms of what's gone on with Zach Wilson so far and what the path forward could be for him? So if if someone were to ask me if I if I had a bet on Zach Wilson's career going forward, I would I would bet that he would not succeed uh in the NFL. Uh but I, I would not count him out either. Uh we've seen other quarterbacks uh thrive after struggling early in the career. Uh, obviously Geno Smith is the easy one. You know, it took him a while, but finally in Seattle, uh he made something of himself. Uh Tommy Maddox is another one, like way back. Uh he he really struggled with Denver when he was drafted there, and then he had a good career with the Steelers. So it's not impossible for Zach Wilson to salvage his career. The problem, though, is that, you know, he's just so raw. And that that was the case coming out of college. Uh, He was just not ready uh, to play in the NFL. And he really needed a great offensive uh, minded coach to to mold him into a good quarterback. Like I'd say if the if the Jets had that type of great coaching, like, for example, if they had a. like a Sean McVay or um, or let's go coordinator like a Greg Olson who who had Josh Freeman in the Pro Bowl once upon a time. If they had someone like that, I, I think Zach Wilson would would have had a much better chance of uh, succeeding. But the Jets just didn't have that with Michael Floor, and uh, Zach Wilson just really struggled to get things going, and he never developed, and it seemed like he even regressed. So I, I I don't know. I wouldn't say he's a lost cause just yet, but you know, given that he lost the locker room when he he wouldn't um, admit that he was at fault for for one of those losses, I I, I struggle to see him uh, succeeding w- with the Jets. So maybe maybe he can get it done elsewhere, but right now I think the Jets need to uh, find another, uh, definitely find another quarterback or or maybe another couple of new quarterbacks. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. As far as the roster goes, Walter, Joe Douglas came in here a couple of years ago and the Jets were in shambles. And even though they only won seven games this year, they look much improved and they finally have actual building blocks. Players like Quentin Williams, who was drafted before Joe Douglas showed up, but Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, DJ Reed, who came in as a free agent and has looked really, really good. Elijah Vera Tucker on the offensive line has obviously been an excellent player for the Jets as well. So the roster seems to be on the uptick, but is it where it should be by this point in the rebuild? What do you think of the job that Joe Douglas has done overall to this point? I think he's done a great job. I, I I love the talent on the Jets roster, and I think if I would say if Brees Hall never got injured, I think the Jets would have made the playoffs. Now mm-hmm. I, I don't think they would have done much there because of the quarterback issues, plus the offensive line injuries. Uh, th- those were a big deal. Um, I think the Jets still have some holes. You know, they they need to improve their offensive line, and they could maybe do that with the 13th pick. Uh, I think they need uh, someone in the middle of the defense who can cover uh, pass catching running backs. That was a big problem for the Jets last year defensively. Um, but you know, overall, I would say the Jets have a very strong roster. Uh, I struggle to find uh, needs for the Jets. Like I'm, you know, I, I do my mock drafts. I'm I'm in you know round three. I, I, I suspect like once I get to like round four, round five, like there there are few teams where it kind of like scratched my head. I'm like, 
uh, what does this team need? They don't need anything. And I, I think like the Jets are going to be one of those teams um, where they have like a couple specific things that they absolutely need to address. But beyond that, uh, they're pretty strong for the most part. So, um, yeah, if the Jets can solve their quarterback issues and and, and uh, add, uh, you know, blue chip offensive linemen, I think they're going to look great next year. And in, in fact, I would even consider betting them to win the Super Bowl this year. Wow, that's a bold proclamation, although I get it because you're talking about betting based on the odds. And if they're going to have any chance of making the playoffs, let alone getting anywhere near the Super Bowl, they've got to make a major upgrade at quarterback. We talked about this before, Walter, but we didn't get into the specifics, so let's do that now. There's no way that the Jets can rely on Zach Wilson in 2023. Maybe they can rebuild him, like you said, and turn him into a good quarterback down the line, but they can't possibly bank on him for 2023, a year in which they absolutely have to make the playoffs. Mike White has had a few good games, very limited sample size, and several injuries now. That's a guy that you can't bank on either. Clearly, they have to go out and get somebody new. What do you think, Walter? Because this, to me, is the most important question of the offseason. What can the Jets get done at quarterback? If they make the right move, as you said, potential playoff team and maybe more. If they make the wrong move, they may be blowing everything up and we're having a very different conversation at this time next year. Right. Uh, I mean, you have to obviously consider all options. So uh, I, I do not see the Jets trading up into the top two to get either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud. Now, Obviously, you know, if, if they can get a, a bargain deal with one of those teams, I don't know why they would trade out, but, you know, I guess think crazier things have happened. Uh, so you obviously have to explore that option. Um, and but I, I think the, the Bears are going to hold that number one pick for King's ransom and trade it to the highest bidder. So if, if the Jets really wanted uh, either Young or Shroud, whichever they prefer, they would have to give a lot up, like three first round picks and then some. So I, I don't know if they'd be willing to do that. I, I really doubt it. So and then, you know, you're looking at, you know, Anthony Richardson, a couple of other uh, possible first time quarterbacks, but all those guys are raw. And I think if you take one of them, you're back at square one where, you know, you had a raw quarterback who was not ready and you're just going to draft another raw quarterback who's not ready. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I think you have to go the veteran route. This team's ready to win now. Like I said, I'm, I'm willing to bet them to win the Super Bowl if they fix their offensive line and get a competent quarterback. And also get a good number, as you said, uh, definitely. You know, Garoppolo obviously has a history with Salah, but he can't stay healthy. It's a big issue. He just ha can't stay on the field, and it's so hard to rely on him. Derek Carr, I, I know you're a fan of that move, and I, I like it as well, um, provided that the Jets fix their offensive line because Carr mm -hmm. with a great offensive line versus Carr with a mediocre or worse offensive line is a huge it's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can say that for a lot of quarterbacks, but you know mm -hmm. there, there are quarterbacks who handle pressure much better than other quarterbacks, and Carr does not handle pressure all that well. Um, but you look at what he what he did with the when he had an elite offensive line in 2016 Carr was uh you know an MVP candidate he led the Raiders to the playoffs and he got hurt and you know Connor Cook had to start that one playoff game unfortunately uh but I think if Carr never got hurt the Raiders could have done some major damage in the playoffs that was the year that I think the um the Patriots and Falcons went to the Super Bowl mm -hmm. I, I think the Raiders had a legit chance um to go to the Super Bowl instead of the Patriots that year with with Carr and and you know that's that's kind of like the last real year the Raiders had an elite offensive line after that they had a lot of injuries guys left um you know the, they made some bad draft picks uh and so the the Raiders have kind of you know fallen apart a little bit uh there have been other reasons too but if the Jets can get uh you know an elite tackle and, and make one other upgrade on the on the line 
Um, you're suddenly giving Carr a great prote- great protection. He's going to have some dynamic weapons, you know, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, um, Corey Davis, and uh, and I think they could draft a tight end too. We'll see. We'll see what happens at tight end. I, they they have a couple of decent ones, but they could get they can get better there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Brees Hall, running back, who's going to have a great offensive line too. Uh, so that the Jets offense will suddenly look terrific and they're going to be playing with a lot of leads and they have, uh, they had a great pass rush last year. So that, that pass rush would be even better if they have a lead. So like, it, it'll look great. I think if they can get car and fix the offensive line. So that, that is the number one option, uh, I would pursue. Um, now obviously it depends on how much car wants it, it but if it's a reasonable price, I, I think you have to uh, go down the path. Uh, you know, there is Gardner Minshew, but I, I don't think you can win the Super Bowl with Gardner Minshew unless like things are absolutely perfect, like a 2017 Eagles type situation. Um, uh, Jordan Love was interesting. Uh, you know, it depends what the Packers would want to give up for him. Um, or maybe even Rogers, if they're kind of sick of Zach. Uh, so it, it really depends on what the asking price is of uh, these these players and also the teams that you could trade trade for. Uh, one one guy I would definitely not want is Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I know he had a couple of good games. Uh, late in the year, um, especially on Christmas against the Broncos, but uh, man, I, I just think he sees the the field very poorly, and I, I, honestly, I, I don't think he's an upgrade over Mike White. So um, I, I think that uh, I think it has to be like Carr, Garoppolo, like one of those two. As far as Baker Mayfield goes, Walter, not only is what you said true, but just picture this: it's the middle of October. The Jets have just lost to the New England Patriots. Baker Mayfield threw three interceptions. What do you think that press conference is going to be like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to take the blame either. <laughs> so I think uh, I said going back to square one. You're definitely going back to square one with him. Let's talk free agency. The Jets, as you said, obviously need to upgrade the offensive line. They can do that in the draft. They can do that in free agency. They had terrible safeties, poor linebackers. So those are the key areas that they really need to fix in free agency. There will be some other minor moves, but safety, linebacker, offensive line, and obviously quarterback. What are some of the moves that you think they should be looking to make in free agency? Well, I, I think that you're you're definitely right on the money with the with the team needs. Um, uh, I'm looking at some of the free agent um, players that you, you for the positions you mentioned, like I, I someone like Jesse Bates uh, for the Bengals to really uh, upgrade um, the the safety position. Like I said, the the Jets are. Uh, they were pretty weak over the middle of the field last last year. They mm-hmm. they had struggles against uh, pass catching running backs and and tight ends. So that that's that's like a that's like an avenue they could pursue uh, a linebacker like uh, Roquan Smith or uh, David Long from Tennessee. Uh, they I, I think I think those would be some nice upgrades at linebacker um, because I, I think you you kind of have to pick and choose what you're going to do with you know free agency versus the draft. And there are some very good tackles uh, in the draft. I think there. Like four, maybe five tackles who could go in the first round. And the Jets could have their pick of the litter at number 13. I, I think there's a chance one or two might be off the board by then, but I think it'll be a uh, kind of a situation where it was a few years ago. Now, unfortunately, the Jets uh, chose Makai Becton, but they had they had some options there. Um and hopefully they, they take the the right one this time. So I would be looking at, you know, linebacker, uh, safety, free agency, you know, someone like Jordan Poyer as well. I know he's uh, he's older. He's up there. He's like 31, I think. Um, but, you know, stealing him from a rival and adding him to uh, your core, I, I think that would be a nice move as well. 
Walter, let's not write off Makai Becton just yet. He had two freak mm-hmm. injuries. You never know. And he yeah. played very well his rookie year. So I'm holding out hope for Makai Becton. Obviously, you can't count on him for sure to come back healthy. But I still think there's a chance for him. So I don't want to label him a bust just yet. Let's see what happens here when he comes back for year number four. But as far as the draft goes, this is something that you and Charlie Campbell do all year. You do mock drafts. You're constantly paying attention. Even a year ahead, you're seeing what you think teams should do. You mentioned offensive line. I would be very surprised if the Jets don't pick a tackle with that 13th pick or even trade up a little bit to get a tackle if they feel like they need to do that. Remember, in the draft in 2020, they had a deal to move up if they needed to to get one of the tackles they wanted. They ended up staying where they were and getting Becton, who they liked the entire time. But Joe Douglas has shown a penchant for getting aggressive when he feels he needs to. Everybody knows about the trade-ups that he's done. Elijah Vera Tucker was a trade-up. Brees Hall was a trade-up. Jermaine Johnson was a trade-up, so that's possible. You've been doing mock drafts, like you said, three rounds. What do you think the Jets may do here? We identified the areas of major need, safety, linebacker, quarterback, although I think they're more likely to try and solve that problem with a veteran, but even so, they could draft a quarterback sometime in the first few rounds, even if they get a veteran quarterback. They clearly need to rebuild their offensive line. And there are other needs that they could fill here and there. You'd never say no to another pass rusher. You can never have enough of those. You can always use help at any position, but we know what the key areas are, as we said. Offensive line, safety, linebacker, quarterback. What do you think the Jets may do in the draft? Any particular players that you like for them? I know you've been doing mock drafts where you've been assigning them players. What's the latest you have there, and who are some of the candidates you think the Jets may consider in the draft? So I, I think there are, you know, like I said, the four tackles who can go in the first uh, round, or I would say the upper half of the first round. Uh, right now, I have them taking the Alabama tackle Tyler Steen. Um, you know, he's he's done a great job protecting Bryce Young's blind side. Uh, he transferred over from Vanderbilt. Uh, he's done, he was phenomenal this year. So. Um, you know, that that's that's one uh tackle they can take. Uh Pete Skaronsky, I think, is probably the consensus number one tackle right now, but that's gonna be very fluid uh throughout the process. He could drop or you know, he could stay at number one. Uh he could play I, he could probably play like every position um on the offensive line, including center. So I, I think teams are gonna are gonna really value his versatility. Uh Jalen Duncan from Maryland. It's good athlete. It's a good athlete. Uh Paris Johnson. Uh he could play tackle and guard from Ohio State. Um so those are the four tackles I was talking about. Uh who I, I have them all I believe um, in the top 20 of my mock, I actually probably the top 16. Yeah. So a uh, top 17, I should say. So um yeah, the Jets are kind of in the sweet spot at number 13. And, you know, so some people might be thinking, oh, could the tackles all go in the top 10? And I don't think so because there are potentially four quarterbacks who can go in the top 10. Uh, you have uh, you have one elite receiver. You have an elite running back in Bijan Robinson. You have some phenomenal defensive linemen uh, who are going to go there as well. Um, and possibly a corner. Um, I, not, I don't have that in my mock, but there, there, is, uh, there, there is some good cornerback talent as well. Um, so the tackles could be pushed down a little bit. And so the Jets, as you said, they, they've been trading up, but they may not have to trade up in, in this draft. Uh, so I, I think they could stay at 13 and uh, take the tackle they want or maybe the second, the number two tackle they want and uh, be in good, good position. 
What do you think about some of these other positions like linebacker, safety? Who are some guys they might be able to get? If not in the first round, then maybe sometime on day two or three. Yes, safety is uh, pretty weak in this in this draft. So uh, that that's kind of why I was talking about uh, the Jets going after uh, free agent safety. It was like a Trey Dean from Florida, uh, Josh Proctor from uh, Ohio State. But like the, these guys, I, I just don't think they're that good. I have like. I think I only have one safety in the first two rounds, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I, I would go after safety and free agency. Linebackers, uh, pretty interesting, at least more interesting um, than safety. Uh, so there, there are a few linebackers I have uh, in round two. I actually have one linebacker sneaking into the first round, uh, Jack Campbell from Iowa going to number 25. Um, but yeah, you, you can get, uh, you, I, th- I think if the Jets wanted to target a linebacker in round two, uh, that would make sense. I actually have them taking a linebacker in round two. Um, D- Dalen Henley from uh, Washington state. I have them taking, uh, just taking him, um, in round two. He's a good side, sideline to sideline speed. Um, he's kind of like that, the guy who can cover the, the pass catching running back and tight end. So, um, that would make sense, but you know, you can also pursue linebacker, um in free agency like i was talking about and, and in the third round i had the jets taking a quarterback uh, tyler van dyke from miami uh i mentioned that the jets uh, well that obviously they have, to, they have to get one quarterback but two makes sense as well because if they give up on zach wilson if they trade him uh they're going to need a young quarterback behind whichever veteran they get uh you know just in case that veteran doesn't pan out or, or just for the future too it makes sense to have a young quarterback so um i think like Round three, four, maybe five is uh, probably a good spot for the Jets to take a quarterback in this draft. Walter Cherpinski, the owner and founder over at WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on and joining the Jets offseason roundtable with me. Really appreciate it. For everybody that isn't checking out WalterFootball.com, you're really missing out because Walter's got some outstanding year-round football coverage, fantasy football, gambling, and of course, the meat and potatoes, what really put him on the map the mock drafts, and all the updated draft information courtesy of the great Charlie Campbell. Walter, what do you got up there, and what are you and Charlie going to be working on over the next couple of weeks and months? Yeah, tons of draft content. Uh, we have uh, a slew of mock drafts on the site. Charlie posts one every week. I post one every week. And Charlie actually posted a, a mock draft with trades. So uh, you can you can check that out. Uh, Charlie posts some great draft content. Uh, he, he has some amazing sources within the NFL. Uh, so he has some breaking news all the time. Otherwise, he has like updated big boards, updated prospect rankings, stock reports, stuff like that. So if you're really interested in the draft, you can check that all that out at WalterFootball.com. But we have other stuff too. We have we have uh, free picks against the spread for not only NFL but uh, NBA, uh, and we had college football. That's that's over now, but um, we we had a great year betting uh, in in the NFL. So hopefully that continues in the NBA as well. Um, we're going to be grading every free agency signing, grading every trade. We graded uh, every coach firing and eventually hiring uh, once those happen. So. Yeah, everything's there at waltzfootball.com. And uh, yeah, thanks thanks for having me on. It was great talking uh, Jets with you. And I'll have to let you know if I end up betting on the Jets to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Hopefully the Jets give you a reason to bet on them to win the Super Bowl. 
That right now remains to be seen. Make sure you check out WalterFootball.com and PlayLikeAJet.com. We've got some awesome statistical work up there, courtesy of Haley English. Some great All-22 videos on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. So watch those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.